Welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for listening. And if this is your first time joining me, welcome. I am so glad you could be here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have an extra moment, would you consider leaving a review? It only takes a second and helps others find this podcast. If you're looking for some good resources for deepening your faith, just visit sitstillmydaughter.com to see what is available for you. I also have a link in the show notes that allows you to donate to this ministry. Your support helps us in continuing to encourage the hearts of women with the truth of God's word. And don't forget about the upcoming Zoom class taking place in just a few weeks. I am looking forward to seeing so many of you there and putting a face with a name. So be sure to register for this special event. The link is in the show notes, so be sure to reserve your spot. Today, we are back in the book of Proverbs, but we're still not discussing chapter 31. I know it takes forever, but in this episode, I want to talk about four other nameless women who are mentioned, each having a lesson to teach us. The first is found in Proverbs 9, verses 13 to 18. Let's read them. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. For she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he knoweth not that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depths of hell. A foolish woman. That is her title. The word foolish means silliness. She lacks maturity and wisdom and even just good old common sense. She is clamorous, a word that means to make a loud sound, to be in great commotion, to be disquieted. Everything opposite a gracious woman who possesses a meek and quiet spirit. She is also someone who is a bad influence and has a destination similar to the strange woman we talked about last time. She is the woman who runs headlong into things without giving a thought to the consequences. She does as seems right in her eyes and what feels good right now. She doesn't look ahead or prepare for the future because she is too consumed with today. She doesn't care about others and offers foolish, simple advice that leads others down her corrupt path, a path that leads to destruction and even death. Poor choices will always result in bad consequences. This woman, in some ways, is like the old children's story about the grasshopper and the ant. The grasshopper relished the days of spring and summer, merrily spending his time doing absolutely nothing but fun things and trying to get the ants to do the same. Fortunately for them, their queen was a wise leader who saw what would happen if they all heeded this irresponsible insect's advice. Once fall rolled around. The grasshopper was quick to see the errors of his ways and watched as the ants now took their rest in ease and comfort while the cold winds blew. If it had not been for the kindness of the ants, he would have died. Sadly, the foolish woman and her guests were not as fortunate. May we be women who refuse to become such a woman and are vigilant in our conduct by being aware of our weaknesses and asking God to show us our shortcomings. It is also a good idea to surround yourself 
with good friends because we know in Proverbs 13 20 it says he that walketh with wise men shall be wise but a companion of fools shall be destroyed we need wise women in our life who encourage us like the queen ant to choose the better path and this wise woman is who we will talk about next she is found in Proverbs chapter 14 verse 1 every wise woman buildeth her house but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands of course, the book of Proverbs is filled with references to wisdom, but this verse specifically highlights a wise woman. The word wise means skillful, and my mind goes immediately to Abigail, the wife of Nabal, a man who was known as a fool, but his wife was wise. When her husband's foolish behavior endangered the lives of his own family and servants, they ran to her for help. And she was ready. She knew what to do, what to grab. She skillfully used her words to defuse a dangerous and deadly situation. She exemplified wisdom and saved everyone, including Israel's future King David, from doing something he would have regretted. While the foolish woman is busy making a mess, both in and outside her home, the wise woman is skillfully guiding it and protecting it from harm from the enemy and anything else that might threaten its four walls. The word buildeth up is interesting. It can mean to obtain children or repair. It could mean that she is building her house by having children, but I believe it goes deeper than that. What better investment can we make than in the next generation? Not every woman will have a child. Many have suffered the sorrow and loss of multiple miscarriages and infertility. They have been told that they will never have children of their own, but that does not mean they can't have children at all. A wise woman realizes that she can invest herself in other children. I was so blessed to have many of these type of women invest themselves in my life, and I still have them. I am so grateful for the time and energy they poured into me, sharing with me the lessons they learned in life and what the Lord has shown them. I am the product of that spiritual investment. They were wise women who built their house, though it was not within the walls of particularly their own home. I pray that we all will be women who look for others to invest in because it is an eternal one that can never be taken away, but will only bring more fruit. A wise woman not only invests herself in both her own family and others, she is a woman who repairs what has been damaged. Remember that the word buildeth can also mean repair. Wisdom does not just act as a guide in life. It is perceptive. It recognizes when something is not right and looks for ways to help and repair. Maybe she sees a wounded spirit or a broken relationship, perhaps even in her own home or relatives, and then she acts. She does all she can to help and mend. Again, like Abigail, who intervened and repaired the damage done by her foolish husband. And there is also the wise woman of Abel who spoke to a mad Joab and prevented him from doing something he would have regretted later. I pray that we are women who behave wisely and look around as attentive and alert to what is going on and are quick to follow the Lord's leading by speaking and behaving in wisdom. This leads us to the third woman mentioned in Proverbs, and that is the godly woman. Let's read chapter 11, verse 16. A gracious woman retaineth honor, and strong men retain riches. And also chapter 12, verse 4 says, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. Of course, the word godly is not actually used, but both gracious and virtuous are characteristics of a godly 
woman, a woman who is walking with the Lord. I found a commentator who explained that in Hebrew, the term gracious woman means a woman of grace and favor, one who by her meekness and modesty and prudence and other virtues renders herself acceptable and amiable to God and men. Oh my goodness, let that sink in for a moment. Contemplate what that means and consider how much of those things are present in your life. How many of them are present in mine? This is what a godly woman looks like. This is the evidence that points to a woman who is following the Lord, who desires to do right and is impacting others in a positive way through her behavior and speech. This does not just happen. It does take work. It takes a commitment. It takes self-discipline, self-control. It means spending time in the word of God every day, learning more about who our God is and what it means to truly walk in the spirit. We must take our quiet time seriously. It is not about reading so many verses and checking it off your list. It is about knowing God so that we can grow into his image. We cannot grow if we do not spend time getting to know the one in whose image we were formed. Wisdom goes hand in hand with this as it takes wisdom to know how to behave and it takes the Holy Spirit to guide our steps each day. It always means nailing our flesh to the cross, something we talked about in our study of Galatians, and yielding our hearts to the Spirit's control. This, my friends, is how we begin our journey of becoming godly women. I pray we take it seriously and invest the time to become more and more like our Lord Jesus. And lastly, I want to discuss the ungodly woman who has quite a few verses in Proverbs, but we will only highlight a couple. Let's read chapter 11, verse 22. As a jewel of gold in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. Now you may think, all right, she has no discretion, but that just means she doesn't know how to behave and may not be the best companion. However, one commentator made a wonderful point. He said that a woman who has abandoned discretion can imply an immoral way of life. Think about that for a moment. If she lacks discretion and behaves poorly, she is only a step away from the foolish woman. And we know where her journey ends. What's sad is that this is a choice she has made to literally put aside her dignity for a life lacking in discretion. Discretion is a critical part of life. And when it is absent, like it was in the life of the strange woman, it can lead to disaster and even death. You see, we never just arrive there. We have slowly taken steps that lead us down this path. We don't land there. We walk there. And the first step is someone who lacks discretion. Remember in James that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally. We all lack wisdom. We are not born with it, but it is up to us to ask God who promises to grant it or foolishly pursue our own path. I don't want to be a woman who lacks discretion, but who learns to become discerning. Proverbs 21 verses 9 and 19 give us another glimpse of an ungodly woman. It is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. The word brawling means discord, strife. The word contentious means quarrel, and the word angry means provoking. So in essence, she is a woman who sows discord and creates strife. She is quarrelsome and provoking. None of them are flattering words. We know 
that the Lord is not pleased with those who sow discord, which can be accomplished through gossip and slander, something we can be very good at. Nancy DeMoss Wolgamoth said, when men have a problem, they often confront it directly, while women use their words by speaking maliciously against those who wounded them. And that is very true. We are often guilty of this behavior against those who wounded us. And this is a characteristic of an ungodly woman. We must learn to bridle our tongue, to not speak in anger, but be slow to wrath. We must choose not to be women who are quarrelsome or provoking in our words and actions. To do so reflects poorly on our Lord and hinders our testimony for him to both weaker believers as well as the lost. Women who act in the flesh will only do damage, but women who seek to reflect their Savior will stand out and make an eternal difference. I pray we are women who desire to be like Jesus and spend time, yes, in the quiet place. And with that, we will end today's episode. Have a wonderful day, my friend. Don't forget to register for the Zoom class and let's focus today on being women who dwell in the quiet place, learning more about our Heavenly Father who loves us with an everlasting love. Thank you.